You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, everybody, super excited. Pastor David here. We are going to be jumping into Luke 9, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. If you are new to the program, to the podcast, to the radio show, whatever means that you're being able to jump into this today, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible the night before. And then when we read a chapter of the Bible the day of, we go to our Maritime location and we read it together and we talk about God breathes on our heart. This is great for a personal devo. It's great for a small group. It's great to just learn more about the word of God. It's usually a pastor and a co-host and um, we, we just dig in. I'm super excited. I am joined with an incredible, incredible woman of God right now. She has done so much at our church. I mean, like what she does is like she oversees so much of our, of our social media and our online campus. She's like the director of our online campus which is is probably our biggest campus when it reaches <laughs> people and and it can reach people 24 7 if you think about that cool. the power of the online presence that at any given moment a person could come in to what god has orchestrated to be said to them and to their heart to help them break free from whatever they're in it's so powerful and fee has crafted that and she pastors that yeah. and she directs that and not to mention on top of that she has the most amazing singing voice you'll ever oh, hear you're very kind what she a kind incredible, introduction incredible so that is so th- Kind. No pressure for her to say something wise now <laughs> when we say talking ready. about the Bible. <laughs> Get ready. I just I just bring the humor to the show. I really add no value to that. Yeah, man. So. I'm glad to be here with you. This is our very first time doing morning breath. It is. You and I have both done a lot of morning breaths, and I don't know yeah. that we've ever done one together. So stoked so, to be here. I'll, well, I'll tell you what. Tell them how to jump in and plug in since this digital stuff is your wheelhouse. Yeah, it's my, it's my world. Listen, if you want to get connected to the life of East Coast as a church, you want to be part of the body, you want to get into what we are doing, the best place to go is the East Coast app. It is free. If you go into your uh, your little app store on your phone, you'll get it for free. It is the one-stop shop for everything East Coast events and past sermons, other morning breath podcasts, all the things. Or you can go to our website, eccc.us, and also follow us on social media. We're always just kind of trying to throw out life-giving stuff everywhere we go. We want to make sure that we're bringing life. Uh, so good. Yeah. So good. Well, I'll tell you what, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. We got a kids camp coming up June 6th through 10th, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., I will be sending my kids to that for sure. But here's a sweet deal. Like, I got four kids all under the age of nine. Yeah. So it's like I haven't slept in nine years. And it's like <laughs> first kid's $99, second kid is $75. And then the kid after that is – every kid after that is free. Say what? I know, right? So that's <laughs> and awesome. parents of multiples are like, yeah. <laughs> it is. Nancy and I are like sending them off. Yeah, you know? it's, my, it's my oldest first year to go to kids camp. I'm so excited. He's going to love it. He's going to have so much fun. He's going to nap like a champion yes, at 415. I'm here for yeah. it. <laughs> so we also have the youth conference coming up July 11th through 13th, $245 for general admission. June 1st, the price goes up $295. If you don't know what we do with our youth conference, it's that we bring in a, a big name performer that is Christ-centered. This year, it's KB. He's an incredible rapper. I'm very I'm gonna biased. I'm going to sneak in. You should. I want to I see KB. I'm, so. sne- I'm sneaking in and <laughs> for sure. I'm actually open. You're going to be I'm, preaching, right? I am. Yeah. I'm actually the opening act for KB. So I'm... <laughs> I say that like facetiously. You can do stand up. Yeah, like yeah. having fun. <laughs> yeah. Like obviously this is a church and the gospel we presented. The gospel is actually preached loud and yes. clear and Jesus is celebrated. But hear me mom, hear me dad, hear me aunt, uncle, grandparent, 
um, this is the perfect environment for you to send that teen that doesn't know and knows nothing about the church yep. is running wayward, if you will. All right, because it's fun, it's engaging. I mean, we really put our whole hearts and souls into this. Yeah. If you guys don't know, I'm also the college and career pastor, so I spend a lot of time with college students. So it really is. So that's Even 11 for to 13. kids that aren't going the wrong way, maybe kids who just haven't really connected with something, they're Come not on. passionate about anything. Yep, it's a great place it's, to be. It's a great like opportunity to get ignited for something that is worthwhile come on it, so. it really is yeah. and uh, i tell you what if you missed any of this or you're driving you can't write it down or whatever uh just go to our events page on our website that's eccc.us forward slash events yeah. and, and i didn't all tell them earlier that if they if you want to know what chapter we're doing ahead of time um, I didn't tell you, you can let us know um, either on our website or you can call the office at 321-452-1060 and we'll yep. mail it or email it to you. So you can read the chapter the night before just like we do yep. and join in the conversation at your house. So, All right. We got like one million verses to read. So <laughs> Fia is going to start yes. us off. I say to you, read, ma'am. All right. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt, whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave the town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now Herod, the Tetrarch, heard all about what was going on, and he was perplexed because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John. Who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see him. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him and withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because they are in a remote place here. And he replied, You give them something to eat. And they answered, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all this crowd, about 5,000 men were there. But he said to the disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But what about you, he said? Who do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone, and he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Mm. (laughs) Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it? For someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their very soul, self. 
Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and took and went up onto a mountain to pray. And he, as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment in Jerusalem. <clears throat> Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when, they were, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, it is wonderful for us to be here. Let us make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them, and terror grouped them as the cloud covered them. Then a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. When the voice finished, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone at that time what they had seen. The next day they had come down from the mountain, a large crowd met Jesus. A man in the crowd called out to him, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, my only child. An evil spirit keeps seizing him, making him scream. It throws him to convulsion so that he foams at the mouth. It batters him, and he can hardly ever leave him alone. I beg you, uh, I beg your disciples to cast out the spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said, You're faithless and corrupt people. How long must I be with you and put up with you? Then he said to the man, Bring your son here, as the boy came forward. The demon knocked him into the ground and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the evil spirit and healed the boy. Then he gave him back to his father. All gripped, the people saw the majestic display of God's power. While everyone was marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to me and remember what I say. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of, the, of his enemies. But they didn't know what he meant. Its significance was hidden from them, so they couldn't understand it. And they were afraid to ask him about it. The greatest in the kingdom. I've just read the, the title for some reason. Then his disciples <laughs> began arguing about which of them was the greatest. But Jesus knew their thoughts, so he brought a little child to his side. And he said to them, anyone who welcomes this little child on, on this behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me also welcomes my Father who sent me. Whoever is least amongst you is the greatest. John, John said to Jesus, Master, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he wasn't in our group. <laughs> but Jesus said, don't stop him. Anyone who is against you is anyone who is not against you is for you. As the time drew near for his to, time to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. I love what how New King James says that verse. Actually, <laughs> says he set his face steadfast. Mm-hmm. He sent messengers ahead to a Samaritan village to prepare his arrival, but the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. So they went on to another village. As they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will I will follow you wherever you will go. But Jesus replied, <coughs> excuse me, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another person, Come follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, let me first return home and bury my father. Jesus told him, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let let me say goodbye to my family. 
But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. I noticed there was a bit of a difference in the translations and kind of some of the verbiage yeah. and stuff. So that's why I was like, okay, okay, we got to land this. Yeah. You want to start off first? Man, I, I, how, well, where do you begin? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's very interesting to me. Um, Jesus has a lot of mic drop moments. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and it's kind of what he does. I mean, it's not this chapter in particular, but sort of just Jesus just being really, really good at seeing the heart of man. I, mm-hmm. I love where like the disciples are like, who's going to be the greatest? And he's like, I know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to speak directly to that. I'm just going to make an illustration over here. And he's just, I don't know, the, the, the kindness that Jesus speaks into situations and yet right to the truth, right to the heart of things. Come on. And so um, I, I thought that as we were reading, I, and I would love to get just hear your input on this, when he was doing the feeding the 5,000, it says, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and he broke them. Mm, come and on. I, I don't know. For some reason that just jumped out at me because there's something about the breaking of something. Mm. And even like further down when he talks about what it's like to be a disciple of his and that it requires that you take up your cross and you follow him. There's a breaking in that. There's a there's a self-denial in that. And I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting that that was the way that he began this miracle was to say this thing needs to be broken so it can become what it needs to be and i i don't know i just that that jumped out at me as we were reading it that Man, what, what, what a call to be willing to be broken that's so cool i love it because um if you are a christian if you are in god university and that is just you are a, a disciple of jesus christ you're in that university especially um the more you put your face steadfast towards jesus um uh, I, I love that because there is a breaking and a breaking will definitely come in every season. Yeah. And it happens when you go to change the season. Like I, yeah. my wife, who is the most amazing mother I, I've ever seen in my life, um, we are kind of through the baby phase mm. of like our youngest, number four, is not really a baby anymore. And, you know, she has been, you can see the sorrow in her eyes of like, I don't have a baby anymore. Yeah. And I've, I've my whole life I've wanted a yeah. baby. And there's a breaking in there. Um, but I think it comes with the being thankful. Uh, where it says it says Jesus gave thanks and then yeah. the breaking yeah. and it's like for me I had a season of ministry where I was totally like just I, I was at home in my team and I I just loved the team I was on mm-hmm. and then the seasons changed so it's like people mistake breaking moments for sin moments right. they can be but not always matter of fact I guarantee you time will move forward and you will receive a, another word for breaking is being grateful in the change yeah you know yeah I, I find that the breaking is the entry point for transformation. hundred percent. Right? Like you can't become this other thing until you let go of what it is right now. And mm-hmm. and that's where the multiplication happened in this in in this miracle that he said, I'm gonna break this bread. He could have handed he could have handed the bread out holy. Right? Well that's like, where that's and, where the revelation happened. Yeah. But the the um the disciples refused to see it. Right. They said, Wait, three days you're gonna die? And yeah. just like in the hands <laughs> of our enemies, my yeah, enemies yeah, yeah. and they're like but they couldn't get. They couldn't understand. Life would change. Yeah. Life can break. Yeah. Like things will. Things will be. And, <laughs> and actually become more beautiful in the process. Mm-hmm. And you know our willingness to submit to that breaking and submit to what it is maybe the Lord's doing that we can't see yet. Um, that's that's it for me. That like things get broken or I get to I hand something mm-hmm. to the Lord. And I'm like this doesn't look the way that I thought it was going to look. And He's like, but trust me. 
come I on. Can, I can I can make it better. I can make it better than you could have imagined in the first place. So, yeah. I, I always cringe when people make processes out of something beautiful and something natural. Like I always I always get like weirded out and they try and like box it up and and make like okay this is from scripture this mm. is how you need to do your finances which is great I'm not taking shots at no organization that does <laughs> that you need to be responsible for your finances and this is how you do this and that well there's also an organic like flow to life and when you're reading and I don't remember the verse to it but it gave a progression that really jumped out to me mm. and it, and he, he was talking to his disciples he goes you need to welcome them you need to tell them about the kingdom and then you need to watch the healing happen mm. and I was like wow how beautiful is that yeah like that's what we need to do as believers on a level when we encounter somebody you know we don't need to be like if you died today where would you go we just need to welcome them we need to tell them about the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and then watch the healing happen and it's like we make some things so complicated sometimes and and so much pressure it's like for me to tell somebody about nancy or tom brady and the buccaneers or barbecue i don't need to practice I don't right. get nervous. Yeah. I'm not scared of their response, yeah. you know. Um, but if I go to tell somebody about Jesus, and I think it's that we don't understand the value of the healing that comes when we are able to just just let it be. Yeah, you know? I think that beginning with welcome, too, because I think we discount the value of something like that. And yeah. the, like the, the entry point of somebody being able to say, oh, you have a place for me. I can be with you. We can relate we could be relational, right? Like that that's something that the Lord really wanted for us and for the church to be is welcoming because mm. he's welcoming. And so that's a that's the entry point for people to connect with you and to connect with the gospel. So come on. And I love it because, you know, there's some harsh things in here that like Jesus <laughs> like, Oh, how long do I have to be with you? You <laughs> faithless. You faithless. <laughs> you perverse generation, that's what mine says. <laughs> so it's like this. Jesus found you in your sin, but it, he loves you too much to leave you there. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Jesus found you in your brokenness and he's going to bring you into environments which is going to cause you to need to grow. I joke around often with people when we get into tough situations that are like just irritating, frustrating, and there doesn't seem to be an end to the outcome. It seems like every solution has collapsed on us. I look around usually at my team and say, okay, who prayed for patience? Because I want to fire <laughs> you immediately. All right. Like, but on the real though, like you want, you pray for love. And I mean, I heard this in a TikTok. It was said by Morgan Freeman. So it has to be from the Bible. <laughs> like, you know, I think it was from like Bruce almighty or something like that, <laughs> where he's like, you know, God doesn't give you what you want. He gives you the situation you need to grow into what you want. You want yeah. to be more loving. It gives you people that need more love, which causes you to be less selfish. You know, you want more patience. He brings you into situations where you need to use more patience, which causes you to draw that back out, yeah. which is actually a fruit of the spirit, which goes back to what you read of you need to deny yourself yeah. and take up the cross, you yeah. know? So it's, he's so much more interested. And I feel like I've said this on morning breath multiple times, but He's so much more interested in making be, making us become who he envis- envisions us to be, who he wants us to become, than he is about working out a circumstance. Circumstances 100%. are not hard for him. He's going, I'm I'm interested in who you're becoming. Right. Right? <laughs> and that's, I, you know, I can work all the other things out. That's not a problem. But you, I'm more interested in you and, you, and Christ being formed in you mm-hmm. than I am about sorting this thing out. Because I could sort this thing out like that. Oh, the author of the New Living Translation, of which I read, was so kind to Peter. 
So <laughs> poor Pe- you can't get through this chapter uh, and not talk about right. bless Peter's little heart. Like because and and if you're if you're familiar, like I know Florida, we're not really in the South South, but uh, Fee has roots in Georgia. <laughs> bless his heart. Bless his heart has dual meanings. <laughs> all right, dual meanings. And, all not, right? and it's not kind. So, <laughs> so it's like uh, Peter not having even known what he was saying blurted out. <laughs> I okay. First of all, this is just my interpretation, and it's done with humor so don't don't text me or email me later this <laughs> i feel like like jesus in the scripture now when he did this and, and peter gets knocked out was like a one-handed use of the force to just <laughs> just yes. like level peter it's like okay enough of you uh, like because these other two men <clears throat> elijah and um and moses had run their race right and it is it is a, a powerful picture here of how your story with Jesus is not just an earthbound story, but mm-hmm. it, it is a heavenbound story as well. And it is also not just tied to you yeah. that we leave a legacy on for our children to run into. So Peter in injecting himself in this moment um, where he should have just let God be God, you know, because it's t- like they're they're literally there ministering. To Jesus, they're yeah. saying, "Hey, listen, this sounds yeah, good." They're talking about his you know, him dying and doing <clears throat> things. So I'm gonna say something a little bit salty, but it's gonna be good. Like, you know, if you see the if you see the Lord doing a work in someone's life, um, you don't need to drop your wisdom on it all the time. Yeah, you don't need to interject in your small group after everybody shares one Bible verse in their opinion. Throttle back there, champ. All right, because yeah. you know, I think that Peter taught us that you don't always have to speak up. And bless his heart, he is the one that's like recorded in the scriptures as sort of always being the like, I'm gonna speak up. I'm gonna like, mm-hmm. he's he's the one that's like, do you want to? Should we call fire down from heaven because they didn't receive you? And like, oh, no, James a few and John. verses yeah, yeah. before, I'm sorry, yeah, James, yeah, and, but yeah. like, but they're going. We need to do this thing, and he does like, it all the time. Like a few verses earlier, he chops I told off. you to shake the dust off <laughs> your off your sandals when somebody doesn't receive me. This is how, like, we don't need to bring fire down from heaven to right. do the thing. We just need to keep going, and they're just like, "We're not in." Well, I'm a big mouth too, like Peter, <laughs> and I'm not gonna say I'm proud of it, but I'm 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 real with it, you know. And this is where I I don't force myself to change myself or condemn myself. Is because in this chapter here, uh, when you look at it from John's perspective, he actually prophesies. Because he, uh, Jesus turns to him and says, you didn't say that, that I'm the Messiah, out of your own wisdom right. and own strength. He says, that was revealed to you by my Father, right. by the Spirit. Right. So as bold as he is, he was also bold enough to speak what the Spirit has yeah. to say. He was bold enough to step out of a boat yeah. and walk to Jesus. You know, I so. think, yeah, there's so much room for us to be fully ourselves. And mm-hmm. I, that's the kindness of Jesus to say, like, I know I know when to tell you to shh, 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 and Come when on. to tell you. Hey, keep keep on. You're on the right track. You're doing the thing that you know, and just learning how to be shaped by Jesus, to, and for us to be formed by the Holy Spirit to go. Oh, this is the time that I'm supposed to use that thing that's in me to speak up. So, yeah. well, I tell you what, man, that's so good. We're gonna um, take a break here in a moment, and then we're gonna jump back in with some final thoughts. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. So there's a point where the disciples come up and these would be future apostles and they wanted to rain fire and they wanted to do this stuff. They encountered some people that were casting out demons in Jesus' name and they were like, we told them to stop, Jesus. And Jesus was like, whoa, whoa, why? Because if the person is not against you, then hey, ease up a second. That's why I encourage you today. You know, someone, God, God might be doing a work in someone's life and they might listen to 
um, maybe a teaching that you maybe don't listen to. So you might be a big like person that listens to a certain teacher. We'll say Joseph Prince. I love Joseph Prince. You listen to him. Well, someone listens to Stephen Furtick. All of a sudden you're like, oh no, false teacher. And, da, 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 and you get all wrapped up. I'm big on TikTok and social media. I absolutely love it. Um, and you know, there's a lot of bashing from Christians of other camps of Christians. And it's like, we need to take a step back and realize one, the Bible says, God's word will not return void. And Paul right. in Philippians 1 is even like, hey, you know what? Some of those people are teaching the gospel for the wrong reasons, for selfish reasons, but at least the gospel is being teached. Look at the fruit of what the work is doing in the person before you go condemning because you don't know what God is doing in that moment with that heart, with that story. He could be using a tool for transformation that he doesn't need your approval for, yes. okay? So I just want to put that out there and just kind of bless your heart oh, with that. Oh, yeah, you know? I love that. Well, you know, Jesus told his disciples that the way that the world would know that they were his would be the way, the, by the way that they loved each other and that starts inside the house that starts for us between churches within the body of christ that mm. we should be loving each other and not yelling at each other and calling each other out Come for on. things if if they're preaching the gospel then support it amen amen well man today was so much fun don't forget we yeah. got kids camp youth conference and uh we'll catch you guys on the next episode bye we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast if you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.